Alright folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror, and guess who's back, baby, as a sponsor? Andrew, your favorite. It is... Baroosh. Baroosh, <laughs> baby. Hey, in case you don't know, Baroosh is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Baroosh redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that clean feeling... When you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners, that would be the listeners of America's Hometown Horror Podcast, get 15%, 1-5, 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15, that's P-O-D-1-5. In our show notes, follow the link and uh, basically go on there, order a brooch, enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. So nice to have brooch back, you guys. I'm pumped. If your mouth needs a really good douche, oh my God. you better <laughs> get a brooch. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's approved copy from them, but yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, if your mouth needs a good douche, go ahead and get yourself a brooch, and away we go. All right. <laughs> What is up, folks? What is going on? And welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. I'm happy to be here, folks. Just happy to be here. Happy to be heard. How's everybody doing today? Great. Yeah, that would be uh, my co-host, Kat. I'm also joined by my co-host, Andrew. What's going on, guys? Just ate a dirty bush. Get yourself a... <laughs> what? What are you even talking about? I was coming up with more oh my uh, God. ads for them. They need a little help. No, it would have to not be that, not your no, help. Just ate, a, yeah, just ate a dirty boosh. Get yourself a brooch. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Close. Not, not, not this time. That oh, terrible. God. That's why you write in teams. Pretty sure we're about to lose Bruce the sponsor, yep. even though uh, they yep. probably don't listen we're back to all this. But that's okay. That's no, we'll fun. find out. Hey, well, uh, so what's up, guys? What's been going on? Not what's not new? Not much. Just, uh, yeah, excited about this week's topic. Yep. I watched a few movies in preparation for it, so I'm yeah. pretty excited to talk about it. We'll talk about that. We've definitely yep, watched yep, a yep. lot of horror movies over the last week, which yeah, is, uh, you know, kind of in contrast to the last few weeks. We had a little bit of time to kind of relax at home and watch some stuff, which is always good. But before we get into all that and, you know, our news, our movie, our categories of the night, I first and foremost want to say thank you to our guest last week, Matt Gilbert from the Truth Cabin podcast for coming on and talking about the extraterrestrial alien encounter with us. I had a blast talking with him and I know he did too. So thank you to Matt. I thought that episode turned out great, you guys. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Matt. He's excellent. And I know we had a he's lot a of fun friend. talking about this topic. It's it's all, it's uh. You know, interesting when we all can uh, talk about a topic for, like, you know, we all visited Disney World at the same time pretty much when we were kids, which is kind of crazy to think about. Right. You know. What if we ever bumped into each other? I know. Well, it's funny. We, we talked about that numerous times because we uh, we became friends, you know, within the last few years. But there are definitely situations where we uh, we were definitely probably in the same place at the same time oh, without absolutely. even knowing in, it, in which we talked so about all the time. Disney over Christmas? Uh, I never did that. Okay, no. so that's when we always went to Disney. So we most likely didn't run into you there. Mm-hmm. At some point in Quincy, I mean, like I Cagney's and Quincy yeah, or other bars like, in Quincy yeah. when you guys were living there, when I was living there, and I was maybe we were cats, both so. taking a shit at 
the Popeyes and the uh, Brockton Mall. No. At the same time. No. I appreciate it's you bringing no. it to that level, Andrew. <laughs> just like you always do. Just like you always do. That's more than likely. Do. That's disgusting. Hey, Kat. Yes. Uh, so I posted, hey, on, Kat. I, I posted on our Instagram page uh, last Saturday at this point that I was able to acquire the Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife cereal. Which all three of us have sampled. Would anyone care to give a review of the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal? If anyone, if inquiring minds would Go like ahead, to Andrew, know, you can start with tastes like berry kicks. It does taste like berry kicks? That's what with I said, mushrooms. isn't it? Uh, with yeah. mushrooms. With mushrooms. With marshmallows. Like and Lucky Charms combined please with no, uh, berry kicks. Nobody has been doing mushrooms. Yeah, no, 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 not this time. Jesus. Uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty good and obviously a nostalgia-based item. If you see Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal in the grocery store, you're going to buy it. So. Have you tried the Fruity Pebbles with marshmallows? I have not. I've seen that, and I'm curious if that's good, because I do like myself some Fruity Pebbles. The, you know what I noticed, too? Way off topic, mm-hmm. real quick, because I just bought Cocoa Pebbles, and I haven't had Cocoa Pebbles in forever. Ooh, right. I would say, I know okay. you're a, you're a cereal you connoisseur. Leave, if you leave any <laughs> tiny bit of Cocoa Pebbles in the bowl, and it sits for a couple hours... That shit turns into fucking cement, and you can't get it off the bowl. Really? What I, do you mean? I've soaked the bowl in hot water for like an hour, rinsed it out. It's still at the bottom. Did you actually try scraping it with anything? I scraped it with a butter knife, and it got most of it off. Okay. Oh, my God. Like, That's a so sponge weird. ain't going to do shit. Do yourself a favor. If you have Cocoa Pebbles, maybe... Eat them all. <laughs> eat them all. No, no, try this out. I'm just curious if it's just me because I've soaked it in hot water with Dawn soap and it's still on there as good as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. It's like a crustacean. It like takes over the bowl. Mm. Wow. Holds on. That's cocoa. A, that's they should be called cocoa problem. crustaceans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's where we are. <laughs> I, love I love it. Cereal reviews on uh, America's Hometown. Still Heart. delicious. That's cereal. what you're tuning in for. I can, I can tell. Cereal I can tell reviews. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> know it's cereal the, killers. The yeah. ghost, but the Ghostbuster cereal reminded me of like the 4th of July for some reason yeah. because it's like red and blue and they have that Captain white. Crunch now it's that's the red like, white and blue yeah. yeah they have the Galaxy Lucky Charms I bought a box of those because yep. I love myself Galaxy Lucky Charms well Kat has also been famous over the last year or so for making uh, cereal treats like almost like Rice Krispie treats but, but with, with different different cereals. types of cereal you can oh, do that I'll, let, I'll let everyone new, know with the new Dunkaroo cereal yes. that came out that would oh, be I didn't see that. so good there's Dunkaroos at Market Basket I saw it okay I haven't bought it yet because I don't think I need to eat that for breakfast no. But cereal bar? Or Late night snack. Cereal yeah. bar with the marshmallow. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so... Uh, but you got to dunk it in, like, chocolate frosting, because it's got to be a dunk. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right, that's, right. that's a good point. Good well, point. If you're going to have, if, if have a dunkaroo, <laughs> have a dunkaroo. But uh, enough with the cereal. Yeah, dunkaroo let's to you. <laughs> dunkaroo to you. So let's talk about uh, what we've watched over the last week or so. Uh, before, and I know we've watched a lot of movies in the Conjuring universe, yeah. which we will get to. Um, one thing outside of the Conjuring universe that we did have the opportunity to watch, Cat, which I think we both liked. I was kind of surprised by this. Uh, we threw on randomly the other night, uh, talking, uh, not talking Wrong to, turn. hanging out with a couple of our friends, uh, the 2021 Wrong Turn remake. And holy shit, was it good. It was great. Really good. It was, like, really, really good. good. Really, yeah. really good. And it's funny because I never actually saw the original 2003 Wrong Turn, which had, like, Eliza Dushku in I'm it. I'm pretty and, sure uh, I saw that. Yeah. Couldn't tell you anything about Her it. Her name's Eliza Dushku? Yeah, she's from Massachusetts. She uh, wow. she should she should be the sponsor. All right. All right. Easy. Easy. Eliza, Eliza Brushku. There you go. 
But uh, yeah, she's she's rather attractive. She was in a bunch of like '90s and early. Yeah, whatever happened to her? Though, she like disappeared. And she was so hot. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what she's up to these days. Eliza, if you're listening, what's up? What's going on? Maybe she got taken in by Come her, on the show. The, but yeah, we the, the watched Cushion King. Or we whatever. watched the new wrong turn and then we yeah, watched so, some other YouTube so thing after. So pretty much from from what scary, I gather but... from talking to people, the original wrong turn movie was essentially like uh The Hills Have Eyes, but like in the like, you know, the, the mountains, mountains, mountains yeah, the Appalachian yeah. Mountains in Virginia, but like it's Super just like scary. those types of people like backwoods hillbilly I cannibals. It was in New Jersey. No, it's in it's in Virginia, oh. down south. Okay, going down south. Um, but they remove this element from the from the movie, and basically they reboot it as like a, a culty type thing. So Andrew, you would actually really like it, dude. That's what I was going to talk about with our topic du jour tonight. Mm-hmm. But I'll get into that later. But yes, the amount of culty satanic cult things that are like hot. It's like a hot topic right now. Like that documentary, the Son of Sam one, got into all that. We yeah, still have to watch, watch that. that yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like everything now is just geared towards satanic cults, and I love it because, yeah, to me those are you know it's interesting stuff for very sure. Very interesting. Whether they do, I mean, they don't actually probably do what they do in movies, but maybe they do. Actually, they do. Yeah. So, you watch anything cool outside the Conjuring universe at all this week? No, I've literally just been binge watching Seinfeld because. Hulu keeps telling me it's it's expiring in ten so days. So something something new for you, new, more but Seinfeld. Yeah, I'm like I need to get my fix in before it moves over to, to Netflix, and then I Which can you also just watch have. that again. Right. So what's the so. name of the uh, the Seinfeld 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 Facebook group that uh, we're both a part of? I don't know. I think it's just Seinfeld group. Okay. Andrew okay. posts in there all the time. So if you're if you're also a fan of that, my last uh, post Facebook got group. like thirty six emojicons. Wow. Like, <laughs> Damn <Pardon> son. <clears throat> Cool. It revolved around subtitles. So. All right. So, yeah, but in, in addition to uh, Wrong Turn, I know we've all watched the movie that we're talking about tonight. In addition to probably a few other Conjuring movies, Kat, I know you kind of brushed up on this whole topic uh, basically this week. So what we're going to talk about, you know, what we think of the Conjuring franchise as a whole after we, you know, before we talk about this movie tonight. So we'll get to that. Okay. But I uh, want to talk about a little news first. I have some interesting stuff. I, guess two, I, two, I don't two really two have things. a choice if we're going to talk about news or not. So well, go, you just let's get on with the point. news. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So, um, <laughs> first piece of news comes from our friends over at Spooky World the Movie, as always, because we are the official uh, podcast of Spooky World the Movie, and they uh, give us all sorts of awesome tidbits of information that we can share in the podcast. And uh, had a chance to talk to a few people from the movie over the last week or so, and there's some stuff that I can't share, but there is some stuff that I can share. So here's a direct quote from Spooky World, the movie that I got from them earlier this week. We just had our first look at the work-in-progress copy of Joel Robinson's teaser for uh, teaser poster excuse me, for Spooky World, the movie. I got goosebumps. Joel's unmistakable style with the iconic Berlin location validates every single reason we wanted him to handle this incredibly important part of our vision. We couldn't be more thrilled. And I saw a preview of this poster, and it looks really, really cool. Nice. Really cool. Can't share it. Can't share it. Looks great. So safe to say say things are uh, moving quickly with this project. So when will this poster be available? Uh, I don't have a date. And I, I couldn't be told when. All I can say is that it's coming. That's awesome. That's yep. so exciting. We should get like a signed copy so we can put it up in our cave. Uh, it's going yes. to, it's going oh, to be up absolutely. there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, also another piece of information that was given to me, while I can't reveal details, what I can say is that the uh, the title of the movie has changed. 
There is a new title for the movie. Okay. It's, you know, spoiler alert, it's still about Spooky World. Right. But there is a new title for this movie. So So it's not just Spooky World the Documentary. It used to be be Spooky World the Documentary, then it turned to Spooky World the Movie, and now it's Spooky World something else. It's not called Spooky World something else, but it's Spooky World followed by something else. That's what I'll say. Spooky World. Spooky World. In the years. Mm, in the years. <laughs> Over the years. Yeah. So Interesting. As always, big thank you to Tony, uh, Quinn, and David, all the guys over at Spooky World the Movie who uh, have been great to us and constantly give us information about their project. We're happy to be able to share it on our show. And yeah, looking forward to more stuff from those guys. And I can say there's exciting stuff on the way. That's all, that's all I can say about that, to quote my good friend Forrest Gump. Next piece of news. Uh, so, as we've talked about before, um, Ryan Murphy, who was the mind behind shows such as American Horror Story, uh, as well as other Netflix exclusives like, um, the Ratched Netflix series that we watched, he's done a few other things, um, he does have a contract with Netflix to make shows for them. The next show that he will be making for Netflix is based on... The story that came out in the news a few years ago, The Watcher. Do you guys know about this? I don't know. Well, tell me. The Keanu Reeves movie from like 99? No. No. No, No, you said three years ago, right? So, uh, basically, this story, it's about a family in New... I think it's New Jersey. Um, They bought a house, an old 1905 Dutch colonial, back in 2014 for almost a million and a half dollars. Okay. Shortly after they moved into the house, they were forced to abandon the house. Uh, basically because of chilling letters they received from somebody that called oh, themselves yes. The Watcher. I remember this now. Who claimed... Yep. This was on the news, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a big story about it, like details of all the letters. And it's honestly one of the creepiest stories that I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, basically, this Watcher claimed that he would, would write them letters, sign them The Watcher, and he would claim that he and his family had been watching this house since Not it had just been him, built. The whole family. Yep. That's so like creepy. his his like ancestors and stuff. Like one of the letters said, I am the wa- quote, I am the watcher. Bring me your young blood. And like gave details oh about God. like he knew intricate details about the inside of the house. Like which rooms in the house were their children's rooms. Like details that you would have to know being inside the house. It's a super creepy story. Look it up. Look up the original story about the Watcher, and it'll cause you to lose sleep. Yikes! But uh, <clears throat> Ryan Murphy, again, the mind behind American Horror Story, he's making a Netflix series about this. Oh, that sounds awesome! Yeah, so I'm, I'm pumped to watch it. But essentially, so just to go back to the family that this happened to, they 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 had to put the house back on the market because it was ter- terrorizing their lives. Uh, didn't sell, so they had to rent it out. Uh, finally, in 2017, three years after they bought it, uh, the renter got. Another letter from the Watcher. Renting this house. Got a letter from the Watcher. Uh, threatening their life. And the house The house ultimately sold for way less than what they bought it for. Who bought that? Uh, it sold in 2019 for $959,000. Still wow. too much for a house where you're going to be watched. Mm-hmm, exactly. The entire time That's you're there. Because this person's training their children to watch you. When they say they're family, like this is a family long thing. Yeah. They're going to be sending. Yeah. Someone's going to be watching you always. And That's the creepiest so thing of all. To this day, the identity of the watcher has not been found out by police, by the owners of the house. Don't you think anybody. by now? Well, she's the Zodiac. Same thing. 
don't ever figure out who that was. Sounds very similar to that type of thing. Like but he hasn't killed. But he probably Zodiac you know, taunting you know, the police. Someone like that probably has killed a lot of people. Right. Yeah, it That's sounds. Scary. I mean, it, it's it's a very creepy story. I, I would highly recommend that you look up the story and read it before you watch the show. Before I mean, it's not bed. coming anytime soon. But they they announced Netflix announced that this was uh, this was coming out. So cool. Yeah, The Watcher coming to Netflix from Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I'll give it a watch. Cool. <laughs> ready to uh, watcher. yeah, I'll watch the Watcher. <laughs> ready to uh, ready to dive uh, face deep into our topic du jour. Yeah, face right. deep. Excellent. Sure. So of course, painful. face deep into a cement pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, face deep into a bruch. <laughs> yeah, a bruch. You God, you're obsessed with the bruch. I knew you'd be. I knew you'd be pumped that they were back. Don't bring me down, bruch. Bruch. You did that the last time we I had know. that sponsor. Yeah, you I did. Had to. Yeah. So uh, it's cute. You saw that the, the uh, if you're listening, you saw the uh, the episode title, obviously, so you know what movie we're talking about tonight. <clears throat> that movie is uh, The Conjuring Three, otherwise known as The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It, and that title still sucks. I've always had a problem with it. It's too long. It's uh, it's annoying. But uh, yeah, so we all had a chance to watch this movie, and we're going to talk about it tonight. So I guess before we dive into this specific movie, um, I would ask you guys. Your overall thoughts on the Conjuring universe, and Catherine, I will start with Andrew. Oh, <laughs> a change up for you. Uh, overall, I thought it was um, a tad <clears throat> overdone. I'll get that out of the way. Like I thought it was all right. This is a little much. This, the this general, movie or the your the thoughts, Conjuring three. Your thoughts on the Conjuring universe? Oh, the universe. I was ignoring the fact that you said universe because that word. Basically, I mean like overall thoughts. Overall Are you a fan of the these Conjuring? movies? Do you not the like them? Movies. I haven't seen the second one. I've seen the first one. I've seen the third one. I know about Annabelle. Okay. I know about the nun. I have no interest in that because, in general, when you do spinoffs of movies, they're never that good. They're a varying quality. Yeah, I've heard the Annabelle one's decent, which that's a great that. premise yeah. because yeah. fucking dolls and creepy. Are extremely creepy to begin with. Yep. So I would probably be creeped out. Same director. Uh, uh, for no. some of them. For some. For of them. Some of them. Annabelle some of them. wasn't the same director. No. So that's... It wasn't James Wan. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. James Wan has directed the probably the best ones in this in this yeah. series. I would say. Did he do the Nun? I would. Doubt he did it. not do the Nun. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, they're all like I said, they're all of varying quality. There's uh, eight movies, counting this one. You, there are really eight movies. Yep. There's, so there's The Conjuring. There's three. Annabelle. Conjurings. Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, uh, Annabelle Comes Home, and this movie that we're talking about tonight, The oh, Conjuring, wow. The Devil Made Me Do It. So there's eight movies in this franchise. That's a lot. Yeah. The Curse okay. of My Llorona. My Llorona. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I haven't even heard, heard of that. I've never yeah. heard of that movie. Yeah. So basically that movie, from what I read, was just a regular old horror movie and was being made by the same studio as The Conjuring movies, and they said, hey... Let's have one character cross over into this movie and turn it into a Conjuring franchise movie. That was the only tie. That's wow. it. So I barely even I haven't seen the Curse of La Llorona. That's the That's only one of these the movies galaxies. I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, Catherine, your thoughts on the Conjuring franchise as a whole? So ben, not a fan. What do you think? I I liked this movie in particular. It was was good. It was fine. Um, I think overall the Conjuring movies are good. Um, but I feel like they're always so hyped up. Um, and I ended yeah. up kind of being let down because everyone, I just remember when the first Conjuring came out and all my friends were like, oh my God, I saw it. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. And mm. then I watched it and I was like, looking at you, James. Well, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was scary. 
But it wasn't as scary. Yeah, James totally hyped it up. Sorry, James. Definitely. Sorry, James. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. But um, I just remember, like, it it being okay. Like, it was it's scary. And there's definitely parts of it that I remember that I'm like, ooh, that was a good, like, wow. boom, like, boom I'm, scare. I'm, like, legit shocked by this response. Did Why? Because I find these to be some of the best scary movies. Like, really? Of that genre of See, the ghost. I, I understand. I understand that. what she's saying. No, I, I, I she's scared of that. everything. So no, that's I know. Why I'm shocked by well, this response. Yeah, but you're like kind of scary. I'm like kind of. You don't think these are scary? Yeah. I don't know. And also, like, I mean, Mike made a good point the other night when he was watching it um, that the two main characters are really the only reason why you keep watching these movies yeah. because they're so good. Like, but the rest of the story, yeah. like is kind of different every single time, and you're not really watching it for the story, you're watching it for them. Well, you want... I, I personally want to see the haunted shit, and I know that they investigate a lot of famous the cases. The Warrens, yeah. So I want to see... I, I love the characters, but I want to see more of what they investigated, because there's lots of cool stuff, you know, uh, regardless of whether or not what they actually did was authentic and true, which was probably something that we should talk about at some point in this episode. Everything's right. loosely based right, on right. So <clears throat> what I would say about the Conjuring franchise as a whole, the Conjuring universe, like whatever you want to call it, Andrew, I know how much you love shared universes. Overall, I'm a fan. I think that... Uh, there have been more good movies in this franchise than bad, which is good. I think they're batting above 500 in terms of quality here. I agree, yeah. Um, I think the franchise does continue to succeed for three reasons, and we've mentioned all three of them by name already. One, James Wan, fantastic director. Oh, absolutely. The other two, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, who play Ed and Lorraine Warren. Fantastic characters. But, I mean, James Wan, though, such a good director and producer that pretty much anything he's been involved in over his career is, is great. I mean, Insidious, I mean, Saw, The Conjuring, Dead Silence. He has an upcoming movie called Malignant that is an original story that he created, so it's not based on anything, which I'm excited to see because he's such a good horror mind. Um, sounds awesome. And I also think that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are playing career-defining roles here. Because, yeah. you know, Vera Farmiga was in The Departed. She was, like, DiCaprio and Matt Damon's love interest. Right. Yep. Right? But she was a secondary character in that. She's been in a bunch of stuff. But, you know, that was kind of, I think, the, the movie I recognized her from first before I started seeing these movies. And I love The Departed. Awesome yep. movie. Um, I think it's going to be tough for those two actors to, like, not be known as Ed and Lorraine Warren for yeah. the rest of their careers. Well, what the hell else like, was I think Patrick Wilson? In? He's been, he was in Watchmen. Was he in Insidious? He was in, in Insidious. Okay, because well. yeah. so I'm surprised. I thought when you were saying the Galaxy, I, mm. or is that we're talking about Galaxy? The, the Galaxy universe franchise, universe. whatever. I call it the Galaxy. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Gal that, that works too, yeah. We're I talking like about the universe. <laughs> I assume that Insidious was in that same one because I remember, I'm like, I think that's the same guy that was in the Conjuring. So he, he is the face that is on screen during the biggest scare in Insidious with a red, red face. lipstick face yeah. demon popping up behind his shoulder. Right. Awesome scare. Great scare. All-time scare, Remember You remember where you were when you saw that scare? I certainly was. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly <laughs> do. Um, so, I mean, th think about, like, like, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He's always going to be known as Wolverine. Or even like a bigger example, like Harrison Ford with Indiana Jones or even Han Solo. Like, he's going to be Han Solo or Indiana Jones wherever he goes. Right. Hugh Jackman's going to be Wolverine wherever he goes all the time. Those are the, the roles that those two actors play when they are movie stars. Right. 
Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are movie stars when they're playing Ed and Lorraine Warren. So I think that that is the reason the Conjuring franchise as a whole has succeeded. That and James Wan. Yeah. So, with all of that being said, moving specifically into The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I think this is definitely, uh, while it's not the worst movie in The Conjuring franchise, it's easily the worst of the three Conjuring movies. I think so, so this too. leads to me to in believe, my opinion. So the first one slaps. Great movie. Great movie. I haven't seen the second one. So this leads me to believe, Michael, based off of your opinion, which I value most on this podcast, aside from my wow. own, of course, Thanks. which is number one. Wow. <laughs> Throwing shakes number two, and then that's and then, about uh, it. That's about it. This um, not even, I'm not even gonna say. No, it. I hold no, myself in the highest regard. So nice. I assume Thanks. Thanks. that <laughs> I should watch all these other movies because I like this movie, so I should probably watch the other ones. So similar I've seen the worst. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about this because I, um, you know, I, I think probably the Conjuring movies I would rank in order. Conjuring 1's the best, Conjuring 2's the second best, this one's third. Um, Makes sense. Of the other movies, the good ones are Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, and the rest are either bad or okay. So that would be the first Annabelle movie, The Nun, and I haven't seen The Curse of La Llorona, which I heard was real bad. So, anyway. But, um, I, I guess I can appreciate with this movie... That they were trying to do something different, right? Uh, they were trying to remove the Warrens from a haunted house setting and kind of put them in a supernatural mystery with like a court case, like a crime case. And I, I feel like it just doesn't land completely for me. It's a little bit far-reaching. Like I didn't like when when this movie first started. When I started watching it, <clears throat> and obviously at the beginning it says based on a true story, and I immediately go, take it with a grain of salt. A grain of salt. But the fact that this general story of the movie was based on a true story, I found that interesting enough. Because so, that's a fucking yeah, weird We have, we have story. some details about that in the facts, but like pretty much everything that happened in this movie like is... Aside from their investigate, like right. that is all up to right. their word versus reality. Correct. Which, who's to say that they're wrong? If this story which, actually happened, that yeah. probably is more than likely. And, and you have people that have come out on both sides of the aisle that have said, that have defended the Warrens, people that have said they're full of shit on both sides of this story. Well, who's saying they're full of shit? Um, so I guess, uh, I, I forget exactly who. Because if it's anybody in power, I don't trust them. We were yeah. watching like YouTube videos and they said that they're, that they're yeah. like in question of... Who's yeah. the YouTube? Yeah, but I, YouTube, it was, I was watching YouTube, YouTube and YouTube's, you know... But it's all, I'm just saying it's, it's yeah, out there. Like the, I'm it's, sure it is, but I'm yeah. just curious who the people are calling. Well, because if it's right. like, you know... Governors, mayors, police. Right. It wasn't anything like that, I don't think. But um, but I, I think ultimately the reason, you know, going back to why this movie doesn't work for me, sadly, it's just not scary. It's not scary at all. I didn't find it to be one bit scary. Well, the funny thing about this one, that about like this one versus the other two, is that they're looking for a real person. Like, doesn't that, which person, like, actually... Apparently she's that's real. That's that guy's real. daughter, yeah. yeah. So, so I like, mean, she's an actual person versus yeah. when they're looking for spirits. Demons, yeah, other, yeah, like, exactly. So it's, it's different. And again, I, I appreciate while they, that they were doing something different, but I was actually, and we'll talk more about this, like, in our categories, I was actually amazed at how unscary or not scary the movie was. Yeah. Like, I was I was blown away by that. That was the biggest they thing They didn't have me. the big boo scares. The biggest takeaway, which ones. is fine, because I think jump scares are cheap. 
Oh, they're no. not earned. I love jump scares. Jump scares are good, but like I think a movie that builds dread slowly and lets your imagination run wild is scarier than a movie that is all jump scares. Right. I think so. Personally. Well, but, I will say, so I watched in preparation for this, The Conjuring and Annabelle. Yep. And I haven't seen The Conjuring in I don't know, whenever it came out, probably. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty scary. I like the part when they're doing hide and clap and they do the clap clap. Yeah, that's a good scene. There's face. a bunch of good scenes but in I The mean, Conjuring. When, when was, you take away the hype for that movie and you revisit it, it's pretty scary. It's actually it's pretty, pretty good. scary. Yeah, yes. it's pretty good. Yeah, like pretty watching good. it again now, like after not watching it for a while, I was mm. like, this, this is a pretty scary movie. I'm on the edge and, of my uh, seat like the entire time. Yeah. And But I liked... So, okay, the one thing that I thought at one point when I first saw Annabelle was that... Um, like, I was waiting for her to start talking and stuff, like Chucky or kind of like a weird, like, tacky kind of doll. But the thing that I appreciate about like it is Like a marionette that, from one of those yes, creepy like, movies? It would, it would be something corny, yeah. pretty much. But instead, I watched this now, and I was like, she's not moving at all. Like, she just ends up places, or like... But it's it's kind of like Toy Story. Whenever a person comes in the room, she doesn't move. Like, and yeah. she never moves. She never blinks. She never does anything, like, except... The one thing is when um, the first person dies in the beginning, that their blood goes into her eye and she like sucks it in, and you can yeah, see. Yeah, but it. she doesn't. But move, that's, nothing she doesn't move, move, which is good because is, you don't want that creepy. cheese on it. There's right, too much cheese. That's, if it starts walking around and talking, then it's fucking out of the control. Exactly. Nobody's gonna believe this. Exactly, and that's why fine. I was like, I kind of see, watching it now. I was like, you know what? That is a little bit scary. I didn't realize that the Conjuring movies were so hyped up. They're very hyped up. Are I they? Because like. I don't. Yeah. I, I guess that's why I enjoy them is because I never put that hype on them, because I never really was like like if a movie is hyped up. Yeah. I don't. How do we? How do you know about that? Well, I mean, like the it movie, it one and right. it two were hyped up. I don't feel like The Conjuring was hyped. I feel like I just at least I never hyped it in my own head, which is probably yeah. why I enjoy the movies because I take them for what they are, which is a good scary ghost type demon movie. Right. I feel like one of the one of the main movies you want to see in a movie theater is a horror movie because it's scary. You're in a dark or place, an action, you're like, like an action or an action. Or I mean, or something you want to see on the big screen, like Jurassic Park or something. Yes. But I mean, like. I feel like all my friends that also like horror movies... I did see this in theater. ...were like, yeah, we're saying, oh, you got to see The Conjuring. It's really, really good. See, that's where I disagree with you because I do feel like when this movie came out, it was hyped up as being like one of the scariest movies. Don't they do that with since, like, literally the Exorcist, every movie that like, comes Like that out. type of thing. They did it with like Hereditary as well, and Hereditary was great. But what I'll say is the thing I respected about The Conjuring movie the most is that it was rated R, not for gore, not for sex. It was rated R for language and terrifying scenes, which is an old-school mindset for an R-rated horror movie. Right. And you can tell when you watch like this franchise, right? Specific, let's say specifically if we're going to point out the first Conjuring movie, the font and the color mm-hmm. the, of the title cards... The, you the, the description so much. absolutely and i know you sent yeah. us all the pictures of like the, the the title cards and everything when you were watching the movies which was cool i appreciated that um you can definitely see the influence that other old school horror movies had on oh, this franchise absolutely. which i appreciate oh i love that yeah it's a throwback you know what else i think is very weird for me to say but i find it you know you're watching a conjuring movie and for some reason, it just built. It's the initial like title screen when it's the WB from Warner Brothers, and it 
turns dark skies and it yeah. fades. That I, I like, like that I intro, like yeah. the way they yeah, do that. Yeah. I like the way they play. Yeah. In the Don't third one, that. it didn't have the same effect because after that, there was like in every movie there was like five other companies, yeah. and it was like. Yep. Don't yeah. they have that in Twister? They kind of probably have in Twister. Harry Potter does something similar. Yes. Yes, I love I that one. Because and you only see that intro so often. Yeah, I like it though. But one one other thing I'll say since I, we're, I'm now giving reasons as to why I did not like this movie before I give reasons that I did like it in certain senses. I think the biggest reason it's not successful for me, this movie lacks a memorable villain. If you look at all of the other Conjuring movies, there's Annabelle. There's the nun, there's the rickety man, there's whatever have you in any of the other movies. I feel like the villain in this movie did not land. I feel like it was not great. I feel like the villain wasn't her, though. She wasn't meant to be the villain. The villain was meant to be just the devil. Okay. Right. I, I get that. Yeah, so, I guess. It's those little witch she, I think, I think all the. I think there were so many little side stories that didn't really relate, but it all... It was To me, it was like watching uh, The Outsider. Like, kind it was of. just, like, a kind weird, of. like, yeah. investigation into something, and it was outside the box. Mm. Like, it was, like, culty, so it yeah. played it perfectly for yeah. me. Like, I liked it. There was a policing investigation. They joined in. They well, they, they, they definitely, they, they call back to, to there, there's references to all the other Conjuring Universe movies. Like, the so the um, the priest they go to visit that's played by, uh, what's his name? The British actor. He's awesome. Uh, He's great. Yeah. I don't know what uh, his I forget his name. Is. I have it written down here somewhere. But, so, um... He was one of the priests in Annabelle that investigated the cult of the uh, the, the ram or whatever it's called in, in, in Annabelle. Yes. Which yep. is the cult that gave Annabelle the demonic power. Right. So yes. he investigated that. There's a tie to Annabelle with that. So it's it all it's all linked together, right? Yeah, I also is, like yeah. the subtle link in that where when he starts walking down to the basement to show them that, you know, basically like storage locker of stuff he has from that cult mm -hmm. Lorraine Warren is very creeped out by it yet those two have the same fucking thing in their house yeah some weird fucking rummage yeah that was weird like you don't want to go down there you find this weird you have that in your yeah, house yeah I know you fucking I know. weirdo yeah so maybe you should appreciate it granted yeah. that's the wrong guy for to sure. appreciate it for, for sure but. well uh shout out to Otis by the way the uh, official hound dog of America's hometown horror at the spooky hound dog on Instagram go ahead and follow him he posts from time to time uh, he might have a post going up later of uh, something that he did last night so let's see about that but um so I, I gave my negatives about this movie I will say something positive now okay before we get into other things we talked about this a little bit already the highlight of the movie easily is the chemistry between the Warrens and the two actors that play Ed and Lorraine Warren, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. They're awesome in this movie and they're the best part of the movie, I think, by far. It's not even close. Yeah, well, I mean, Anyone the whole, the whole uh, movie is about their love story yeah. and, like, how they met and how they have to this stay together. This one is very love story and they're, Yeah, yeah and they're very too, much like, nice. this is why we're together is to do this exorcism together. And it's like... Okay, mm. now we're getting into like cheese. Land. Tell you what, though, oh, like, Ed, 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 great husband in these movies. Yeah. Oh my god, he bought the gazebo for it. The I end. Know. I do like, think that was one sweet. of the good things they like, did. Are we in a spoilers? Not, uh, not yet. Not no, yet. Not yet. Just overall thoughts. Overall thoughts. Too. We'll talk yeah, about that later. Yeah, we'll talk no. about that later. So, yeah. All right. So uh, before we get into facts and spoilers and categories and all that, so now I ask you guys: of the 2021 movies that we've talked about, or 2021 horror movies that we've seen. 
where would this rank for you? So here are the 2021 horror movies that I've seen. We've seen together most, most of these. So uh, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong. Wrong turn for me and Kat. Yeah. Willy's Wonderland, which I saw. That's what on Prime. What is Willy's Wonderland? It's a Nicolas, oh, Cage, Nicolas a Cage movie. Uh, well, I rented it on Google Play. It's free Willy's somewhere Wonderland? now. It's free somewhere now, of course, right after I rented it. And Spiral from the Book of Saw. Where would you rank this movie amongst the movies that you've seen this year? And Andrew, I'll start with you. I would put this... I know Godzilla vs. Kong is forever at the bottom of your list. one in Spiral 2. Wow! What? Really? Yeah. Okay. One. Kong... Better Mortal so Kombat? Mortal Kombat's not a horror movie to me. I can't. Put uh, that oh, we covered it on yes. the show, so it counts. I know, but I still can't. I can't put it in my personal. Plus, this movie's way better than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Are we even having that discussion? Like Mortal Kombat's an awesome, but that's a fucking cheese. I mean, this movie's got cheese too, but at least this movie. We're counting can, Mortal for Kombat a, for a two and a half hour. We're movie, counting Mortal Kombat. A, no, you can you can count Mortal Kombat. You're not gonna. It's that's not good. gonna be better than this or Spiral so far. You know what's going to be is Candyman, because that movie better be awesome. I can't yeah. wait. Okay. No, but I just thought this movie kept me engrossed for the entire mm-hmm. two and a half hours that I watched yes. it. Yes, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your uh, particular rankings? I would probably say I really liked Spiral, and I really liked Mortal Kombat. Maybe this is like four or five. So what's so you said two movies and then I know you I'm like I don't I'm, well, I'm thinking there's a couple list. of other so ones. while, I while you're while you're thinking were. of it I would rank them personally for me Spiral one yeah yeah uh, wrong turn oh wrong two. oh yeah that's why I said that's four good, or huh? five because I was like really I good. think yeah so I'd, I'd say, say was... uh, Mortal Kombat three this movie four. Uh, followed by Godzilla vs. Kong and Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I like how that's Yeah, last. then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do your same order. We'll just copy yeah. each other. Okay, fair enough. Oh, there we go. Good, good, there go. good <laughs> content. Fair enough. <laughs> just pick what he said. Well, he said four or five, and that fell right in my range, fair so enough. that works. Fair enough. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some facts regarding The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I only have a few because we have a lot to talk about with this movie, and we already have talked about the franchise a little bit. But uh, obviously this was one of the movies... That was a dual release for Warner Brothers. It was released in theaters and also on HBO Max, which is where all three of us watched it, on HBO Max. And that's how you can watch it if you'd like, if you're an HBO Max subscriber. And as I mentioned before, this is the eighth installment in the Conjuring universe, which we talked about. Uh, It is a direct sequel to The Conjuring 1 and The Conjuring 2, but also tied to all of the other movies in this franchise loosely. So, But you can watch none of those other movies and just watch The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and then this, and you'll understand what's going on. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't even think you need you to watch You could watch them in any order. You yeah. probably could. Yeah, you honestly, you could. You really don't you could. need to see it's, one their to own, see the other. They're their own story. I agree. Yeah. I agree with the that. The only reason why they're tied in is because when they go into their fucking weird room, yeah. there's Annabelle sitting in a Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, well, and, oh, that, and that's only at the end of the movie. You get... You, they, they put whatever in the room, and you see the painting of the nun, you see Annabelle right. in her case, and which that's, that's always literally the only yeah. way it's tied. Yeah. Which, um, I was going to say in the first one, though, the nun isn't there. It's a different painting. So, and, and what I'll say, too, holy shit, the best idea for a horror movie, and I, I, like, I had this in the DVR for about a, uh, like several months, and I never watched it until after I watched The Conjuring 3. I watched Annabelle Comes Home. Awesome. Awesome fucking movie. So good. And basically it is, I described it to Kat as this because she hadn't seen it either, but 
It's like if you did a night at the museum, but horror. So basically, there uh, the 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 huh. Warrens the Warrens are in it at the beginning and the end, and there are two babysitters that are watching their daughter, and they go into their museum, and they unlock Annabelle for a stupid reason because they're idiots. And basically, Annabelle is this beacon to unlock. All of the paranormal activity from all the different objects in their museum. So it's like they're running around the house and there's ten different demons, monsters, ghosts, everything. So it's a variety. Wow. Which I think is something that lacks in some of these Conjuring movies. It's demons, it's witches, it's whatever. But this had werewolves, fucking like all kinds of crazy monsters in it that were all unlocked by Annabelle and it was a great movie I was actually I can't you believe like it that, took me that you long you like to that 90s hit mix I do I really do movies, I really so do so, I get that um, so that was good uh, really really cool movie if you haven't seen Annabelle Comes Home I would honestly recommend no, got, checking it out you play? should you, honestly Andrew you would like it I but, gotta watch um, Conjuring 2 first alright so we talked about James Wan before um so he stepped out of the director's chair for this movie and handed the reins over to a guy named Michael Shavs. Okay, but James Wan was a producer on this. Uh, Michael Shavs, before this, he was the director of the other Conjuring franchise movie, 2019's The Curse of La Llorona, which the one I said was not very good. But apparently, James Wan saw something in him and wanted him direct to direct this movie. He also directed the music video for. Bury a Friend by Billie oh, Eilish. Nice. Billie like Eilish. So yeah, like that's uh, that's what he was doing before this. That's pretty cool. Um, and one thing that I found interesting, and Andrew, I'd be very interested to hear your comments on this as well as yours, Catherine. After we watched this movie the other night, we were watching a behind-the-scenes feature, which you can find on HBO Max. It's essentially a 30-minute documentary about the history of the conjuring franchise and it goes in depth about all eight of the movies including this one that we're talking about now and the thing that i found interesting was that juan james juan and michael shavs both said that a reference point for the conjuring the devil made me do it was get ready for it ready seven. Oh. so i oh. ask you too did you see that at no. all in this movie because nope. i did not uh, Andrew, did you? No. Not this time. Not at all. Exactly. Andrew's thinking and long and hard about I, this. Because I was completely out of left field. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if it had the same tone, same anything. Seven. Like connected like, murders or anything? Nothing. No, that not... I, uh, I, mean, I thought this had about as much in common with Seven as The yeah. Wizard of Oz does, to be honest with you. I can't Nothing think of at any, all. Like I, when I first watched this movie, I didn't go. You know what this is like? It's like seven. no, not at all. Yeah, no. Well, basically, the quote in the featurette was that Michael Shavs and James Wan both said one of their favorite movies is David Fincher's Seven. Which, yep, cosign, agreed. Love that movie. We'll talk about it this year at some point. We will. I didn't see it at all in this movie. I don't think maybe it's, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, because you don't want. I don't know. Like, I, I don't even see the similarities at all. I don't see it at all. No, uh, not and, and, Andrew is, yeah, Andrew is no, stumped right now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something. Well, there's got to be. There's, there has to be something. And now I'm going to think about this for a while because there's not even a Kevin Spacey because it's a witch. <laughs> you can't say something like that and then it not have any sort of. There's got to be some loose. 
There's not maybe maybe the more I think about it, I, I'll I'll, I'll get something. But I personally didn't see shit. So okay, never even uh, yeah. never Bruce never would have even tooth. crossed my mind. Yeah, Bruce, your tooth. I like nice. <laughs> I like it. Shout out to Bruce. Nice. Thanks for sponsoring. Uh, okay, so we should also talk at this point probably about the real life inspiration behind the Conjuring. The devil made me do it, and that is the real life case of the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Okay. And what I, from what I will say, what I've read about this case is that what they show in the movie is pretty consistent with what happened according to, you know, news articles, court records, blah, 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 etc., what have you. We're a horror movie podcast. I'm not a journalist. Get the fuck over it. But uh, so essentially, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, he murdered his landlord in Brookfield, Connecticut, hashtag New England, back in 1981. He, you just said hashtag? Yes, I'm, I'm being facetious and joking. Wow. Andrew is stroking his bottle right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to wonder who the fuck gave this kid this... No, what do I kill Can we people? get the categories? The middle name... We're almost there! The middle name, Cheyenne. I know, right? I'm not a crayon cop, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So basically, Arnie, uh, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson murdered his landlord back in Brooklyn... Uh, excuse me. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson murdered... Myrtled? Myrtled? What's a myrtle? Arnie Cheyenne Johnson murdered his landlord in Brookfield, Connecticut back in 1981, so not that long ago. He claimed that he was possessed by demonic forces when he did it. Uh, the trial had huge nationwide media coverage, was a huge deal, because it was the first time that anybody had ever claimed a defense as being possessed by demonic forces. And the Warrens were involved in this, okay? Ultimately, the jury said, not this time. No way. False. We no made way, it up. Jose. Real quick question, though. Yeah. Does it discuss why he only got charged with manslaughter? Because that I find interesting. Because there must be some truth to a story so, if you yes. blatantly murder someone with a knife and you only get charged with manslaughter and then serve five so, years okay. in prison and get out on good behavior. Do, do you see... Do you see or did you see in the movie when they basically when he was starting to see stuff and he had the landlord had his hands all over his did they girlfriend use that as a defense too pretty much i guess they said the landlord was drunk being handsy and that's essentially why he was forced to do that that type of thing he Still didn't mean to kill him. somebody 22 times yeah i guess so 22 times but Crime you know passion? like i said yeah. ultimately the uh, jury the uh, jury found that was not to be the case, and they uh, found him guilty of manslaughter, and he was sentenced to uh, between 10 and 20 years in prison. It's literally the only slaughter of a man. Five. Yeah. Wow. Served five, five years. years on for good this. behavior. Okay. Good uh, behavior. While he was in prison, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson ended up marrying his girlfriend, uh, later his wife, Debbie Glatzel, who is a character in the movie, did married. He ever, did he ever try to kill himself while he was in prison? Was I don't that, know. I didn't read about that. That, so that, that was never. So him. that might have been an exaggeration based in the movie. But, I'm assuming um, it was. They're still together to this day, because uh, also in the featurette that Cat and I watched, um, she's interviewed the yeah. real life person, and she stands by the Warren story, but Arnie Johnson isn't interviewed. Which is interesting. He probably doesn't want to incriminate himself yeah. further, like that type of thing. But she's interviewed. Yep. She stands by him. Well, based she's on married the to movie, him. She believes he, him. Yeah. If, if the movie has any semblance of <laughs> himself as a character, he kind of takes blame for it. Like, accepts right. his yeah. blame yeah. for yeah. it. So maybe he still blames himself because 
he it's has a conscience. It's just a sensitive topic that he shouldn't talk about publicly. Yeah, I would, I would imagine I would, so. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine so. But um, last thing to note before we move on to other things. Condensation. The real-life Lorraine Warren, who had served as the head consultant on all of the Conjuring movies, including this one, uh, unfortunately died during production of this movie uh, on April 19th, 2019 she was 91 years old that's crazy wow. 91 yeah and uh ed died several years ago he died a long time ago but mm-hmm. she continued to live on sure she probably uh that's crazy had conversations with ed every day in the afterlife or oh God, thought she imagine? did or you know fake that she did or whatever she does but uh but yeah so yeah Ready to move on to our next thing? Yes. Okay. What's next? That would be categories, but before we jump into categories, just a reminder that tonight's episode is brought to you by Andrew's favorite company, that would be Bruch. Bruch, just so you know, is an electronic toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth with powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles. The Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you leave the dentist a fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners, that would be the listeners of America's Hometown Horror, get 15% off their total purchase with code POD15. That's P-O-D-1-5. Just follow the link in our show description to go to uh, to go to Bruch and get uh, your 15% discount and upgrade your oral care routine. Okay. Enough about Bruch. On the categories. Were you feeling a little loose? <laughs> a little loose about Bruce? Make sure you douche your Bruce. Oh my God, <laughs> stop it, Andrew. 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 Uh, all right, so I kind of made my thoughts known on this, but the first category that we are, we always talk about is whether or not the movie is scary. Um, I commented that it was remarkably unscary in my opinion, so I will defer to you two to uh, you know refute my opinion. What do you think? Kat, go ahead. I mean, I thought it was kind of scary. It wasn't as scary as the other ones. Name the scariest part of the movie for me. Can you name one? Not really. Okay, there you go. Andrew? <laughs> um, maybe when he's starting to hallucinate after he took the demon over from David, and yeah. he's hallucinating that she's he is getting grabsy with her, mm-hmm. the landlord, and then he's in the hallway, and he's sitting at the end, and he's waiting mm-hmm. for it to come. The, o- the only thing, yeah, so, so okay, I agree with you on that. That was the only part that I found mildly disturbing slash maybe scary was that. The music He was kind of like, like, the music yeah, was the very, music it, was the sound that was very good example of sound. That's movies. That's why I thought this was James Wan who directed it because the cinematography, the music, you have the loud everything, music. everything about this movie, the scares, yeah. were all so James Wan. Yeah. There's the fucking creepy guy sitting in the corner, like, right. Just you can feel his influence, feel but I just don't like, feel like it's that good. I felt like it did a good job of just being generally well, what, scary without making you without like, what's anything. The, what's the song? Do you remember the song that was playing was, when uh, he? I think it was Elvis. So he's the landlord's drunk. He's blaring the music, and he's uh, uh, Arnie's seeing a demon. He's backing through the kennel, and the dogs are all barking at him, and it's so loud. Is it I'm hooked on you? Might have been. But like that was kind of that was kind of scary. Maybe that might have been the only part of the movie that actually genuinely I was like, okay, this is kind of creepy. Other than that, though, no, not scary. Sorry, not scary. I like the scene too, where the little kid David's laying on the waterbed and the face pops up next yeah, to him. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I get that was in the previews though, so I saw that and I was like, eh, yeah, like eh, eh. Sus- suspicious minds by Elvis Presley. Okay, all right, so. The soundtrack was very good in this. I'll give it that. The soundtrack was good. They definitely honed in on the uh, the 80s music for this, for sure, because it's taking place in the early 80s. 
makes sense. So that means she was like 40, 50 in this movie? 50 years old in this movie? If she was 91 and she just died? Yeah, probably. She was like 50? Yeah, sounds about right. You mean Lorraine Warren? Yeah, could you imagine that? The fucking stress you must be going through? Fuck that. I would never want to be someone that has like that ability to like speak with. If she actually has that ability. Oh, she most likely does. That exists. I, I, I believe it, but most people don't. Most people do. They just don't want to say they do. Anything else on scariness of this movie before we move on to our next category, folks? No. I thought it was. I thought it was scary. I like perfectly. The I thought it was just as scary as Poltergeist. I thought it was just as scary. Oh, that movie's not even fucking scary. Person. Poltergeist oh, God, isn't no even way. fucking scary. Ted Danson or whatever Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Ted Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson. I want the Ted Danson play. The Ted Danson play. Craig Nelson. Otis also wants the Ted Danson play. Sorry for Otis. That movie's awesome. Poltergeist is awesome. It's a great movie. It's not scary. The clown is scary, and the the, the tree is scary. The 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 part where he peels off his face—that's scary, even though it's fake. Like I think Poltergeist is scary in this by far. It's a PG-rated movie. I feel like you were a child when you saw that, so you found it scary, and now it's scary. True. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, I, I, I can accept Nothing scary. I can understand a scenario where that might be the case. Uh, favorite scene? Andrew, I'll start with you. <sighs> favorite scene? I think it's at the end after he breaks her fucking uh, table, but it's not a table. It's her mm. the altar. Altar. Yes. altar. Yeah, yes. breaks her altar of black yeah. magic. And then the demon that said, you promised me a demon, yep. comes for her and fucking... Sucks her soul out, basically. Yep, yep, I like yep. that scene. I thought yeah. that was good. Okay. Me? Me next? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I actually, in the beginning, um, there was that scene where... Um, is David the little kid's name? You, yes. We, we have the same best scene, so yeah. It's David, the He's, little kid. David, uh, David Glatzel. That's the name of the family. Yeah. He goes and he hides in the tub. And all of a sudden, the fingers oh, are on the scene. top of the shower. That was a cool. That was a cool scare. And that was cool. I, you knew that you saw something up there, but you mm. couldn't really make it out. And then all of a sudden, the fingers start to move, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like I mm. knew there was something up there, but that like totally like just totally went down my spine. That's of, like scary stuff. To go what Andrew said, that's a James Wan. <laughs> creativity scare right yeah. there. That, you can feel the influence there. Like, all of a sudden, it just looks like it's just the hooks, it's just the hooks from the shower curtains, it's and it's all of a sudden, it just, like, goes. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. But I thought the best scene in the entire movie was the first scene, with Ed and Lorraine doing the exorcism of uh, David Glatzen, the, the kid. And all of a sudden, like, the kid's, like, doing all kinds of, like, crazy, like, movements on the yeah. table. There's all kinds yeah, of shit flying around yeah. the house. Like, I, I feel like the Conjuring movies, all three of them, are famous for having an amazing intro scene, like, to kind of introduce you to the characters. Like, Conjuring 1, there's uh, the Annabelle scene, mm-hmm. the first, the very first Annabelle scene. Conjuring 2, you actually get, before they go into the Enfield Poltergeist case in England, which is the main story of the movie, you get Amityville horror shit. Then, in Conjuring 3, you get that exorcism of the kid that ultimately passes the demon into Arnie Johnson. Mm-hmm. All three, probably the best scenes in all three of the movies. One of the best three, I, I would say. The best scene in this movie, I think, bar none. Yeah, that's what those movies do, is they yeah. they get you in Start off with a bang. It's, and then, like, it's yeah. like the Christopher Nolan movies. Yep, Start absolutely. And I thought bang. that was awesome. It's got Ed, Lorraine, uh, Father Gordon, who's been in pro- probably the same actor who's played that same priest in all the movies. He's their go-to priest. 
that was really cool. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Like seeing like the scratch marks on the walls. Like yeah, when seeing, they first like, that was yeah. Oh, the cinematography in these movies is phenomenal. The way yeah. they just the camera work is awesome. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the only one other scene that I kind of liked was the waterbed scene. That scene was good. I like it. Was yeah, good, but it was good. Cool, like but it was in the trailer. Yeah, but it was like, in the trailer. But it's still a good scene. Just because they scene. ruined it by yeah, putting it in the trailer, I know, makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I really thought the little boy played a fa- did a fantastic time. job. Yeah. playing his role with his glasses. Cute yeah, little kid. So while we're on that kid, we'll move into uh, cast replacements, alternatives, cast info, cast thoughts. Okay, I'll start here. So the kid that plays David Glatzel, his name is Julian Hilliard. This kid's nine years old, and he has quite the resume in terms of horror movies and TV shows already, okay? Let me give you a little bit of what this kid has been in, okay? Not only this movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, he was in Color Out of Space, oh, the okay. Nicolas Cage, yeah, I saw that. H.P. Lovecraft movie. I was like, he looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. Also in The Haunting of Hill House. And also in uh, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, the Penny Dreadful oh, okay. uh, yeah. spinoff that sucked, that we watched a little <clears throat> yep. bit of. It was actually kind of bad. But, like, uh, this kid's nine years old. He's been in some awesome horror stuff already. Yeah. Let's give this kid, like, a happy role where he can, like, kind of be a happy kid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. So, you know, no. obviously, we have, a, um, we have a makeshift studio here for our show. And uh, we don't have a pr- professional studio. Otis is usually down here with us. So if you ever hear Otis barking, if it disturbs you or bothers you, sorry about that. He's loud. He's l- Imagine living with him like we do. But uh, I would say go follow him uh, on his Instagram account, The Spooky Hound Dog. And, uh, you know, tell him that he's a pain in the ass because he's a pain in the ass to us. And right if bud? it disturbs you or mm-hmm. bothers you as a human. Fuck off. Fu- yeah. yeah, I thought you were going to say that fuck too. off. It's a fucking dog. Relax. That too. You guys have any other thoughts on, like, the cast? Anyone um, bother you? Anyone? I have a... Uh, Obviously, the guy that played the the, uh, the priest, the the other priest, fantastic. awesome. I have an interesting John Noble is his name. John, he's Noble. a very yes. noble John. Mm-hmm. Yes, noble John. Yes. Um, I wanted to replace the um Arn. Arn. The, Arnie. Uh, Arnie. Arn. Arnie. Arnie. I wanted to replace Arn. Did you watch the movie or are you just read? Arnie. His name? Arn. His, his name. No, Arnie. I put. I. Arnie. I know. I I just took notes and I just read it and I. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So okay. Replace sorry. him with who? Um, Evan Peters. Evan Peters is fantastic and everything, so I'll accept that. He's okay. great. Yeah, yes. he's awesome. He's would really he good. would he would he take that role? I don't know. He should. He could. It'd be a great role for him. Yeah. He was also phenomenal in Mare of Easttown. Yes. Excellent. Oh my god, he was so great. I was so Which you still so need to watch, by the way. Uh oh, by the way, since now we've now finished the Mayor of Easttown, what do you think of that? Uh, it was amazing. Awesome show. Yeah. Really it good. It was great. I totally recommend it. It's not a really, Isn't it Mar? It's a true detective. No, it's Mare. Kind of But she's not the M A R E. So no, she's not the no. mayor of Easttown. So Mare? we no, found out in the last episode. It's it's, it's a nickname. It's not a spoiler gonna, for the show. It is. No, it's a not. nickname for Marianne. But you, we didn't okay. find that out. Mayor. They call her Mayor. Yeah. What a Mayor. Mayor. So Mare. it's Mayor of Easttown. <laughs> so that's her name. Mayor. It's Mayor. It's Mayor. It's not Mayor. It's Mayor. No. It's Stop saying Mayor. It's Mayor. Oh my God. Mayor. So mayor, you're saying okay. it wrong. You keep saying mayor. It's okay, mayor. That's my fault then. Say it real quick. Mayor. It's mayor. like when you go. Oh mayor. my god. It's mayor. M A R E, not M A Y O R. I understand. Uh, which which is fine. I'm gonna start calling my mom Mayor. That's uh, my mom's name is Mary. Right. Sup, mom? <laughs> How you doing? Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna call Mary Walsh uh, Mayor, the mayor of Randolph. No, no. 
Dude, you should Anyone not. else in the cast before we move on to our next category? Um, I had this other guy, um, the guy that played Drew, Shannon Cook, because he was pretty useless. Which like, guy was Drew? He was there. Uh, if you're naming some role no, he that was, doesn't even matter, <laughs> then you're not. You don't need to like replace the, this person the because kid no that one's was taking around this role. That, like he'd just be like, "What do you want?" Like, what do you want me to do? Like, he Oh, like the, their sidekick. Yes. I thought he was a good character. He he's been all, he's, he's been in all the movies. No, he sucks. He's been in all the content movies. He he's like their third wheel. Yeah. I no. thought that was James Wan. No. I did too. <laughs> Dude, it looks <laughs> like him. I actually, I, I, actually I thought looked, maybe he was in the movie. Like When, when we were watching that movie, movies. I actually looked up to see if it was James Wan because okay. I know he's been in some of his movies before, so I actually thought it was him too. No. Because I'm the only one. Oh my gosh. No, I, I just thought he was kind of useless. He was always like, what do you want me, what do you want me to get? What do you want me to do? Oh my God. I can't, we I can't talk like, about uh, cast replacement with you. So you're talking about the guy that operates like the video equipment and stuff when the Warrens are doing yeah. their paranormal... That guy. Yeah, you know, so actually, I think he was fine. We should change the name of this from cast replacements to cats replacements. <laughs> cats replacements. <laughs> no one else gives a fuck. That's true, that's true. Okay. But what, Evan Peters is a good caller. Right? Mm. Okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. Evan Peters? Uh, nitpicks. I'll, yep. go I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go okay. first. Okay. So I mentioned this before. I would say the biggest nitpick I have with this movie is the lack of a good villain. Any? Did you? I know you said you like you like the movie I, my more nitpick, than me. My nitpick. My nitpick is that it's over the top. It's far too fantastical. Like it's way. I, I have a comment on that, but like, what did okay. you? What did you? So like, okay. So what, I what like you, the what movie. What did you think of the witch what? villain in this movie? That was the daughter of the priest. I thought she was. Fine. Fine. <laughs> fine. Not great. Right. Fine. Not great. Right. No, but I thought I thought he was awesome. I thought the way that he defended her and the way that he didn't tell them anything and then he kind of locks fucking Lorraine in that room like he's helping her. But I felt like he was just trapping her in there. I thought that too at the same time. Yeah. I thought it was just one of my favorite scenes in the movie is a very subtle scene. So... When Ed, Ed, right? Ed Warren. Mm -hmm. yes. Ed Warren, yep. He Ed first Warren. has his, like, heart issue. Also, how many times can he forget his pills, for Christ's sake, you idiot? Oh, he doesn't care. He's a guy. Mm -hmm. You I don't know. bring your pills I, with I, you. I, I don't, I have, I don't sure. even take yeah. pills. Fuck pills. I have heartburn every day. I don't give a shit. Um, no, though. one you of my favorite scenes, that. though, is <laughs> when she uh, lays by his bed, falls asleep with him, and then later on in the movie... When shit's starting to go down and he's getting possessed, he had just had another episode and fallen asleep and passed out. And he's laying on the bed and he wakes up and she's not there. As soon as she's not there, you know that it's not a good like, thing. Like you know that yeah, you know that it's not. He's somewhere else. Right. Like he's in some yeah. other parallel. You know, I like the mm -hmm. parallel universes. It was very Stranger Things as mm -hmm. it was very insidious. I feel like it was similar to mm -hmm. that. That's why I like that aspect of it. Yeah. So that's why okay. I thought it. And I liked how they used those that sequence to kind of you immediately go oh he's somewhere he shouldn't be because she's not right by himself right because right. she would be okay if fair enough be. do you have a nitpick before i go into my last I one i have two okay go ahead so um i didn't appreciate that it had like a happy ending I feel like it had a happy ending. Wow. In a weird way. For once, you don't appreciate a happy ending? No, because I feel like for like a horror movie, you, you love need happy to have... endings. No, no, not for this. Yeah, though. yes, yes, yes. It was yes, too, yes. It was, it was too happy. And I was like, when you, like, you, it ends, and then you're like, wow, I, why do I feel like good after this movie? Like, this is a scary, it's supposed to be a scary, anyways, it's supposed to be a scary movie, but 
In addition to that, the only other nitpick I she have... She would have preferred an ending like The Mist, a yeah, dark ending. Yeah, something a darker... Where everybody dies. Something. I mean, I understand you... I mean, after this, I mean, we'll move on to sequels later, but I don't see this being anything... I think this is the last one, I would assume. Mm, I don't think there's really much room... I don't room. think so. I, they're no probably way. gonna make another one, but this no one way. doesn't. We gotcha. There's Not no, this time. there's no segue to go to another one right now. Besides that, they're alive. Like, well, I mean, okay. So what they I'll can say, make another one, I guess. If you watch all of the Conjuring movies, they don't necessarily like they don't have post credit scene. They don't necessarily like set them up for sequels. So I think that that. Regardless of whether or not you want them, there are going to be more sequels and spinoffs from this yeah. franchise. Regardless, um, which we'll get to more of that. Second nitpick: uh, Lorraine's wardrobe is very Return to Oz-ish, <laughs> with wow. the like weird puffy sleeves and very like, specific. The very oh my gosh! I feel like I watched it and I was like, Jesus, this reminds me of like mm. the woman from Return to Oz or like mm. some like something like a, a weird puffy like Victorian dress almost. But isn't this supposed to be like the eighties? Eighty one. Eighty-one. Wear that. Have you seen? Prince? You have to understand, though. I she's mean, also she is fancying herself as a medium that yeah, but, but right. is in contact with the dress like that. Prince, she's right, right, right. But she she's a little strange. bit over the top. Oh, yeah. she's certainly wardrobe, over the top, right? But um, another thing that's over the top like, that, very that I that top. I thought. So when I was watching the movie, and again, you see this in the trailer, but I thought. Two two things about this quote that I thought were just ridiculous. When you like actually take a second to objectively think about it, okay? When they're sitting in the uh, judge's office with the judge, and they're, Ed and Lorraine are trying to defend the stance that they are... Oh, that's the lawyer. Basically, the, the lawyer, the lawyer. And they're trying to tell them, like, hey, listen, like, you know, we're going to present, like, a he was possessed by a demon defense. And she says, like, essentially, that's ridiculous. And Ed says... Every time somebody steps onto the stand, every single day, they accept the existence of God and swear in the Bible. I think it's a, I think it's time they start accepting the existence oh, that's of the devil. Perfectly reasonable quote. Reasonable, but in the same sense, it kind of sounded corny when I watched it. Which, but can't you picture I rolled that my eyes actually a bit. being said? But honestly, how ridiculous is it that people are swearing to God when they? Oh say no, that's a, what I'm saying. Like, if you want to swear, no, but if you're going to swear equally, to God, they're both equally as ridiculous. They're insane. So if so, you're going to swear to God. Swear to the devil. Yeah, exactly. They're right. It's fucking stupid. They're right. All of our laws are based off of Puritan bullshit fucking laws anyway. So if you want to bring God into it, then bring in the devil. It is. It is honestly like it's. It's ridiculous in the year twenty twenty one of our Lord. If in God we trust, Mm -hmm. then we're fine. As soon as you open that up, then you open up everything. Yeah. Right. Because that Agreed. is the existence. Of I don't know. I just thought that, that I thought that line was while it's an iconic line in the movie, and they showed off in the trailers. I thought it was ridiculous, and I thought it was kind of. I stupid. think it's a perfect line to use in that situation. It is though, because it, it, if you honestly, want to tell someone to go fuck themselves, you go. You make people fucking like swear to God. Like the average the average moviegoer, they're like, "Oh my God, how have I never thought of that before?" Mind blown. But like, it's kind of just like okay, like it's corny. it's kind of like it's when you think about it, it's stupid on both sides of the. But coin. if in the 1980s you're trying to make your point. Of course. With well, and very... think about it. So I think the other thing that you have to think about with this movie too that we didn't touch on like facts or whatever, but like if you watch certain things that take place in the eighties, right? There was a time in the eighties that was called like the satanic panic, right? I feel like this movie kind of falls into that yeah, category yeah, a little bit. So like I'm thinking like True Detective season three with Stephen Dorff and Mahershala Ali when they had that uh 
you know, not like the, the case that was loosely tied to the like Russ Cole and and uh, and Marty Hart, right? So that was clearly based during the Satanic Panic of the '80s and based on a, a famous murder case that happened during then, when like everyone was afraid that American intrinsic values were being, you know, replaced with like these satanic people that were like worshiping satan and influencing influencing youth and none of that was ever actually happening but it was just a fear that was out there kind of like back around like when columbine happened in the 90s happening people thought that like shit was happening it wasn't happening it was clearly happening it's always been happening but i'm saying like it it, i don't think that that was the reason for like the murders and all that shit and like that type. most cases it is i disagree i feel like it is though look at son of sam like that's okay. Well, 100%. Son of Sam's one example, but like, how many murders? How many murders? Yeah, exactly. You don't know about it because right. you don't well, fucking I, I pay could, attention, could and wrong. no one's gonna know. Oh, oh, I don't pay attention. No, okay, nobody right. pays attention. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. you're not paying attention because it's a fucking someone you don't know getting murdered, and Ugh. who the fuck cares? Yeah, but it probably has something to do with satanic rituals. It's like the fucking okay. circus king or whatever the fucking. Oh no, no, no let's not, is. let's All not, right. let's not go there. We digress. But uh, next category, best death, and to that I say, like, how many are there even to choose from? Two? Oh, Andrew, I'll start that. with you. I have best mine, but death. Like... It's clearly the fucking landlord getting stabbed a billion times. Okay. Because that was awesome. Um, I liked the ex-priest's throat getting slashed by That's what I had for mine, yeah. too. I thought it was cool when, like, she he sees her. She kind of slid across the room, too. She was like, Yeah, she's like, <laughs> all of a sudden he sees her in like, front of her, yeah. and then all of a sudden she's right behind him, and yeah. then... <laughs> Yeah. the throat. That was cool. That was the best death in the movie. But I think those were honestly the only two. The only yeah. deaths. Oh, no, that's a girl that kills her friend in Brook. I thought it was Brookfield. Like when they're investigating the two girls that went missing, and one of them murdered. The oh, I'm yeah. I guess yeah. That's um. I mean, technically. But you don't see the death on screen, do you? Don't you? I don't think so. I don't remember. Do I don't you remember. Would this movie make a good haunted attraction? To that, I say nope. I mean, not this time. Yeah, I don't think so either. No way. No, there's not really. I'd say the first two Conjuring movies easily, with the iconic villains and demonic, you know, figures they have in those movies. This one, no way. Hanging feet from the ceiling. Hanging feet from the ceiling. I think this one's got the a much nun, better the story. Oh, yeah, than the so other many ones. cool things. Probably, yeah, this, but this doesn't really scream. But I mean, no, well, you haven't seen the Conjuring two, so you don't. You can't comment I haven't, on that. But I, 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 you're probably right. But I'm saying story wise. Not a haunted house. You have to think about this those. Like, if, if you're walking through a haunted attraction, no, this wouldn't make a haunted like, attraction. You can't do it. A Very few story. things would. Phantasm, um, Phantasm, and uh, I feel like the majority of the movies we talk about can translate well to a haunted experience. But this, this one, one did in not, some yeah. way, not some way, the, no, you can't. Somewhere. You could reach. Yeah. So let's just say nope and move on. So we are. You just throw somebody on a waterbed, then have it explode, and you pull them inside it, and they drown. Mm. That'd be a terrifying experience, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'd also be a dead person. That would, <laughs> yeah. the, you want to talk about Alien Encounter? Everybody. There you yeah, go. There you go. Uh, all right. MVPs. Catherine, go. Uh, Lorraine. Okay. I Why? love her. Um, I just feel like whenever <laughs> it's... Loved her. Whenever the situation, like, she's always trying her hardest to find out what's going on, like, always wants to help people. So, like, even if Ed's like, don't go there, don't do that, like, or come back, and she's like... Like she just, uh, like she just always wants to be helpful as much as she can, even though it like Ed's there, like takes a toll on her every time that yeah. she like does things. But yeah, like she just seems like a true like MVP, good person. Okay, yeah. Andrew, what about you? I'd go with Arn. 
Arn. Arnie. Is that name Arn? Arnie? Arnie. Oh, I thought it was Arn. <laughs> I thought Arn. it was Arn too. <laughs> no, I didn't. Was I never thought it was Arn. You did. Yeah, I did. I said That's that. That's not my I MVP. Know. It was a... I was making fun of you. That yeah, was I know wow. that. Wow. In case you missed it. Uh, what an yeah, own. In case you missed it, which you didn't. <laughs> you did. You missed it. You missed it too. You, you missed it. Well, I did. Yeah. I um, did. I missed it. So my MVP... Is... I'm not gonna go with Lorraine or Ed because that's boring. Wow! I'm thanks. gonna go with the fucking the old priest guy, whose daughter was the psychopath that was in the satanic ritual cult. The witch conjuring up the not the witch the, she was conjuring up all the demons. I guess she was a witch. She wasn't the witch. That's what they yeah they called her the ex like the ex priest's daughter. Oh, they called her was the, the witch. witch. Well, yeah, right? But, I mean, she was a, yeah, so the she priest, was a witch. The priest, though, he was he, that guy did a good job. He was very creepy. He's your MVP? Yeah, he was awesome. He made that movie good. Are you serious? Yeah, he was the best. I didn't think he was, he was that good. He, he was, was super than, creepy. Yeah, that's what made it good. So he was good at doing what he did. Yeah, so was Lorraine at being a fucking crybaby bitch. <laughs> Like I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Why is why are you making fun of my MVP? I didn't make fun of yours just because you picked the most obvious one. It was one of the Warrens. Oh, well, cool, yeah, good story. I like Lorraine. Yeah, She's so that's awesome. so. Why don't we? Why are we even talking about anything then? Because anyone could just go. It's Lorraine Warren. Pick someone outside the box, and then you make fun of me for my pick. Rude. I already picked mine. Okay, fair she enough. She made fun of it. So, so who's that's your fine. MVP, Michael? So mine, actually, I, I you could say both the Warrens, but I wouldn't be boring like Andrew said. Wow. I'm gonna specifically say Ed Warren because he just picked a Warren. Yeah, you just said the Warrens. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I understand that. I'm not gonna say Lorraine though because she's easily the MVP of like most of the Conjuring movies. Well, yeah, that's what I said. I think Ed Warren and specifically Patrick Wilson playing Ed Warren has such a thankless straight man role in these movies where he is essentially <laughs> trying. Like, okay, I know that sounds like a sexual thing. It's not, but he essentially is just playing a normal character in an insane world. That's tough to do. Yeah, because he's not Lorraine. Lorraine is the one that speaks with him. He's Correct. just there to keep he's her... He's there to keep her grounded. Grounded, yeah. Right? And I think he does such a good job doing that. I mean, he most saves of the her attention life at one these, point. Of course he does. And most of the... This movie, I feel like, was the most of the three about him versus Lorraine. Right. Like, it, it focuses on, like, his health struggles. What he has endured from his investigations with Lorraine. I think personally, and this will be, you know, in the, the next category, if they choose to do more sequels to this movie, which I think they're going to, he is going to die in the next movie. Oh, he's got or it. Or the yeah, one out. Oh, what is, yeah. to, to your point, the scene where she's going into the basement and she yeah. goes, hold my purse. Right. After he just had like a stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's trying to stop her because he's like, this is bad for you. And she tells him, hold my purse. Yeah. Like, you're some asshole. Well, I, what I will say, too, is if, you, if, if well. you Google photos of Ed and Lorraine Warren in real life, uh, Vera Farmiga looks just like her. Uh, Patrick Wilson is much more in shape and much more handsome than Ed Warren was in real life. Ed Warren was a little bit heavier. Not that that is a, uh, a negative thing. Just a bigger guy. You can see where they're going with this. 
Okay, he's having heart problems now. He had a stint put in at the beginning of the movie. He's walking. He's in a wheelchair. He's walking around with a cane, but he's still doing everything he can to save Lorraine the entire movie. Right. And this movie is essentially like it go- keeps going back to their love story, and it ends like Cat said on a happy note with him buying a gazebo to put in their yard so that they can go in and reminisce about the first time they met when he was working in a movie theater and she walked in and they went on their first date. They kissed in the rain underneath the gazebo. Like, I just think that, I think if there's going to be sequels, he's going to die. And I think, honestly, he's an unsung hero in these movies because it's all about Lorraine Warren. She's the clairvoyant. She's the one that sees and hears all these things. And he's the one trying to bring her back to reality. And I thought it was... uh, exemplified perfectly in the scene when they go into the morgue okay she's touching the dead body she sees all this shit and all of a sudden he's standing there the lights go out he goes to turn the lights back on and he sees that naked fat gross dead body standing up and all like he doesn't freak out he's just like lorraine you need to come back yeah he's looking at he's like lorraine (laughs) you need to let go right now Lorraine, yeah, he's, you yeah. need to wake up right now. And all of a sudden, that gross, fat, dead body starts running for Lorraine. And what does he do? He defends his wife. Yep. He is the ultimate defender of his wife. I think it's almost kind of... This is going to sound corny to say. It's about as good of a love story and perfect example of a happy relationship in a horror franchise as you will see. Yeah, These I think two. so. Yeah. yeah. So, They're very compatible. but I think he's at the heart of that, just like Lorraine is too. But for me, Ed, as a man, he's a fucking great husband, great father, great does whatever lover, his wife does whatever needs. his yeah. wife says all the time. He's my MVP, bar none. I think that's a fair. Great. Yeah, I, 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 I had my reasons for it. So he's like the great Mark character. Bellhorn of the uh... great character. Yeah, the Mark Bellhorn of the Warrens. <laughs> I love wow. It. Hashtag Red Sox and hashtag The Conjuring. Oh. Woo. All right, so, I mean, we already know the answer to this. Is is the movie deserving of a sequel? We know there's going to be sequels. What do you guys think? Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've already made a few, and I haven't seen the second one. But if the first one was as good as the third one, then I'm assuming the second one was good, so a fourth one would be great. Yeah. Why not? Cat? I don't think it needs another one. I think that they they keep going. It's going to just get worse. I think this is going to be one of those franchises like The Fast and the Furious where they're going to make... Oh, like, like Saw. They're, they're going to make ten of these movies. Like Saw. They're going to make ten of these. Yeah, why wouldn't they? And it's a it's a cash cow money maker for Warner Brothers. This is their big franchise for horror. So, like, when you think about, like... We were talking about Haunted Attractions before, right? So, there was a time... We've always talked about... Uh, Universal Studios and Halloween Horror Nights, there was a time where they were, Universal was trying to get the rights to do Haunted Houses based on the first Conjuring movie and the It movies. Both of those are, the rights to those movies are owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers blocked Universal from getting that and and, uh, Warner Brothers actually did a haunted event on their back lot in California a few years back where they did a Conjuring Haunted House, they did an It Haunted House, and they did a haunted house based on Batman and his villains. Actually, looked pretty cool. Um, but there's a reason that Warner Brothers is blocking this because they know that these are lucrative franchises that can do well on screen, in person for live experiences, that type of thing. So 
yeah, I, I think they would make good haunted attractions for the original movies, but uh, not necessarily this particular one. So to go back of off of what I was talking about before, the amount of money that these movies make, they're not going to stop making sequels anytime Why soon. Would they? So you better strap in and get used to it because, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whether they're Annabelle sequels, whether they're Conjuring sequels, whether there's some other spinoff. I think I saw, if you go to like the uh, Wikipedia page for the Conjuring franchise, there's like two future movies and adaptation. One of them is the new Annabelle and the new Nun movie. They were supposed to be doing a spinoff so based on the Rickety Man was, from the second movie. So how bad the Nun was, they're still making another Nun movie. Uh, I guess it still made money. Still made money. So, I don't know. I Did guess we shall see. <clears throat> Guys, any final thoughts on uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, before we put a bow on this bitch and wrap everything up for the night? Um, not really. I got I mean, nothing. Yeah. I mean, we, did, we talked a lot. So. We talked a lot. I think, I think we covered enough. all the bases, yeah. Okay, well, um, if you're interested in following our show on social media, here's where you can do so. First and foremost, you can go on to our website, which is apod.com. That's A-H-H-P-O-D.com. Go on there. You can find all of our social media feeds. You can listen to our show there. You can find out more about us. And we're going to be updating it with a blog at some point in the near future. You can also find us on Twitter. You can just search for at Hometown Horror. And you can find us on Instagram. Search for at Hometown Horror Pod. You can also email us, which we've gotten some emails, as we have all know, over the last uh, week. Just email hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also listen to our show pretty much anywhere else where you get your podcasts. But uh, specifically Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Amazon Music, excuse me, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and wherever else you may get your shows. Thanks for listening to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike. And as always, I've been joined by my esteemed co-hosts, and Andrew. Both adios, muchachos. Say goodbye. You don't say shit. You always say good evening. Bye, everybody. Hey, everyone. It's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. I just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because, of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.